Hello, you're tuned to the Jimmy Jess Podcast. I'm Jimmy Connell, and I really hope your ears enjoy what they're about to hear. Here we go. How are you? And you're all very welcome to the latest episode of the Jimmy Jess podcast. Thanks a million for tuning in. In your droves, great to see so many newcomers coming over the Christmas period. And now we're into 2024, so it's Happy New Year to everybody. Please, God, 2024 will be a fantastic year for you. Oh, hopefully, 2023 was okay for you as well. So, on this week's podcast, what I'm going to do is have a look back at the Jimmy Jess 2023. If you don't know me already, I, I post funny videos and content on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter sometimes, or X as it's called now. So and I have hundreds of videos on there. So if you ever want to go on there, go on to any of those platforms, search for Jimmy Jess and you'll find all that content. You can go back and play them all if you want to, or if you don't want it, that's fine too. But for you today, what I'm going to do is look back at some of my favorite videos from 2023. I have a selection of them just from throughout the year on various topics. Some of them take on a serious thing. Some of them take on lighthearted, mostly a bit of crack. Uh, but the first one I'm going to do is from back in January. And it was an issue, if you'll remember, the All-Ireland Club final in Croke Park. It was between Kilmacud Crokes of Dublin and Glen Watty Grimes of Derry. And there was a bit of controversy at the end. If you remember that Kilmacud made a little boo-boo towards the end of the game and that they were making substitutions and they may or may not know. Pictures suggest that maybe at the end of the game when Glenn were chasing down a last-minute goal because they needed... There were two points down, 111-19 into the dying seconds out of 45. They kicked it and the pictures from behind the goal suggested Kilmacud had 16 players on the pitch and even somebody else suggests that there was one lad who was making his way off but technically he was on the pitch so they could have had 17 players on the pitch when the final whistle goes. But look, there was a bit of controversy at the time. I made a little bit of a video about it and I'm just going to play the clip now of my take on when you have too many players on the pitch. In this one... I put on a bit of an accent, I use a bit of nicknames, but it's set in the dress rooms of a random team. Not necessarily Kilmacud Crokes now, mind you, but have a listen. Here's this one. All right, lads, listen up. This is the starting team, all right? In the goals is Lugzer. Full back line is Mitch, Butch and Slobs. Half back line, Drake, Horse, Fluter and Johnser. Middle of the field is Lanks and Mucker. Then we've a half forward line of Robbo, Bruiser, Tomo, and full forward line lads, Psycho, Blader, Shocks, and Nedza. Alright lads, that's good. Everybody happy with that? 17 players, coach. I don't care how many are bleeding, but now we're bleeding dubs. We'll decide how many goes out. Now go out and beat them bleeding coaches, will you? Go on. Ah, the dubs. Ah. Ah, yes, indeed. Go on, the dubs. <laughs> There was a few good names in there, wasn't there? Psycho. Do we all know a psycho and a blader? A blader. I wonder what he does. And remember Lanks? Was maybe he'd be the tall lad in the middle of the field. I don't know. Bruiser as well. Some brilliant nicknames. And no matter what team we play for and over the years, when you play for, uh, even teams I play for over the years, there's nicknames. So think about the lads in your dressing rooms or the girls in your dressing rooms, you know, and all the nicknames we had. And a lot of them stick, you know. And now... 
there was the attitude of the dub. You know, I'm not saying that the dubs have this attitude that go out and beat the coaches no matter what happens, go out and beat them, you know. But on that day back in January, a cold, wet January day, and the, what he grabs. But the funny thing about it is, this year, in the next week, I'm not sure, I think it's only a week's time, the same two teams are playing against each other in the All-Ireland Club semi-final. Will we have a repeat? Will Kilmacud Croke start the game with 17 players? Who knows? But that was a bit of crack from back in January, you know. And moving on from that, we always have lots of, lots of political stories throughout the year, you know. And I did several political videos when I was, remember lads in Fianna Fáil and that too many houses didn't declare their houses or the Green Party, you know, there's so much going on. But this one I, I picked from from back in, I think it was in February. It was it was how to make us more popular. So it was, it was set in a Fianna Fáil, it could be in Ardesh, or maybe just a meeting between all the, 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 the Fianna Fáil members. And I had to use the green screen in the background, you know, so Fianna Fáil, so it was clearly a Fianna Fáil meeting. And what they were doing at this meeting is, how are we going to, so how are we going to be more popular with the electors? Yeah, that was what their aim was. So they had the chairman there and then he used several different voices coming in from the outside to, to make suggestions to the chairman and what he thought of them. And eventually maybe he comes up or maybe they all agree that the BBB might be the best option. And let's find out what a BBB is. Have a listen to this here. Hewness now, as you all know, we're languishing fairly low in the polls, so I'm looking for ideas on how we can improve the popularity of the party with the ordinary people in the country. Any ideas? I'll take them from the floor now. Any ideas? Fix the potholes. The pothole is an old uh, chestnut that comes up all the time. Look at people of Ireland know that they have to deal with potholes, and they're used to them now, so we're not going to bother with them. Anybody else, like? If we could ah. get a bit of dirt in the Green Party. Ah, but well, sure, look at that, the Greens propping us up. Sure, if we bring them down, we bring ourselves down. Now, come up with something more intelligent than that. Ah. We cut the taxes. Taxes? And sure, if we cut the bloody taxes, who's going to pay our wages? Who's going to keep the political parties going? Would you stop talking rubbish now, in fairness to you, dear? Ah? Anybody else are unsensible? How ah? about banning the burning of turf? Ah, gee, Mac. Man, do you want us to be extinct altogether? Is that what you're after? I don't even want to prove our popularity and I extinguish the whole bloody thing you now. Come on, somebody else. BBB. How is that? BBB. What do you mean? Bring back Bertie. Bring back Bertie? BBB, bring back Bertie. FFBBB, Fina Fall. It's genius. You hit the nail on the head. Oh, God, we'll, we could be as popular as Sinn Féin if we brought Bertie back. Imagine, the hero of the country for years, out in the wilderness, bringing back in the prodigal son. This is brilliant. We're going, to, we're going to win every election under the sun. And maybe Bertie, Bertie could be president. Yes! You got a rise, my son. Well done. <laughs> oh, Fina Fáil is back. Hey, yes, indeed. There you go. There's the feed of all having a big tink tank. So they were there talking about what can we do? What could, one lad suggested fix the potholes. No, no, the potholes. We have to just accept there's going to be potholes in Ireland. And that said, don't be bothered about something like get dirt on the greens. No, because if we get dirt on the greens, then to bring the government down, then we're out of a job, for God's sake. Tax cuts. Forget about tax cuts. How are we going to spend all the money if we cut the taxes? And that old chestnut, the turf. 
Oh, I deal with turf an awful lot over the year, whether it's the hardship of cutting them, the hardship of footing them, the weather, the bringing of them home, and then the eventual ecstasy when the burning them. But they were not going to burn the turf. You know, all, oh, they reckon they're at a Republican party and they're down with the grassroots so they're not going to ban the turf but what did they come up with one lad in the background and he just suggested B B B and they're all well, what the hell is this lad talking about B B B and then he revealed that yes what he was talking about is bring back Bertie imagine Bertie Ahern huh a hero of the record he was for years, a saviour. You know, the record this lad was a genius for just suggesting bring back Bertie Yarn. Maybe get him out of the cupboard in the kitchen. Remember he made that ad he was in the cupboard in the kitchen. Remember the lovely suit he had when he was meeting all the EU leaders and walking on the beach with his lovely bright beige suit or cream suit it was. So that was what their suggestion was. And he says if they did bring back Bertie Yarn, that they'll be as popular as Sinn Fein. <laughs> so that's how they're going to do it, you know. And he might even become president. Or Michael D. Higgins is gone in a couple of years, whenever that is, I'm not sure exactly that Bertie Yarn would be president of the country. Or maybe Conor McGregor might have something to say about that. But anyway, that's how the the the, the Greens were going to Sinn Fein. No, not Sinn Fein. God I'm mixing up all me parties but they're all the one these days now it's been a fall b b b bring back party and then we moved on into february and i was i remember one sunday i was just standing at the sink and i was preparing the dinner and i was preparing the, the the vegetables and i was standing and the next video is uh it's a visual one as well but i'm standing at the sink and i'm there on a sunday morning and i'm peeling parsnips peeling parsnips <laughs> Have a listen to this one. You know, I remember a time when the men of Ireland you spent Sundays drinking pints and having the crack. But now what are we at? Peeling parsnips and doing housework. For God's sake, times have changed, huh? Bring me back to the 1990s when men were men and crack was crack. Ha! Unlock, 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 parsnips. Ah, yeah, poor me standing there, feeling sorry for myself on a Sunday morning when 20 or 30 years ago I would have been dying with a hangover in the bed after being out the night before, and now I'm there all domesticated, peeling parsnips. Huh? Back when men were men and crack was crack, huh? When all we did on a Sunday was drink pints. But you look at times change, we all move on. I'm sure there's lads in their 20s now and girls in their 20s, and what they're doing is having the crack. And their turn will come to be, uh, what would you call it, responsible like me in the future. And it was funny, I was using one of those, um, not a knife, but uh, the peeler, yo. And I was standing there and I was turning the parsnip as I was peeling. But the amount of comments that came on, I get a lot of comments online as well, that I wasn't turning the parsnip, that I was peeling the one spot, or I was taking up too thick a peel it off the But that was what people weren't worried about whether I was going to have pints or not. But that was me feeling sorry for myself, you know. <laughs> now the next one moves on to. It, this is, I, mean, I skip on to nearly June when all the controversy, remember the controversy we had over Ryan Tuberty, right? He had stepped down from the late, late show. Life was moving on. He was moving into his summer break and then bang, all this uh, scandal about payments he received or didn't receive or part of his contract or not part of his contract. And the country was in turmoil over Ryan Tuberty. And a lot of the time, I do take famous songs from the past and rewrite the lyrics to the tune of the song and what it did was to uh, highlight the Ryan Tuberty affair at the time you know with D Forbes and whatever else I used uh, the 
Christy Moore classic, I'm an ordinary man, I rewrote the words to include all the controversy about Ryan Tuberty. Have a little listen to this owl tune. Everybody is all very welcome in this evening. I wrote a bit of a ditty for a friend of mine who's going through a bit of financial trouble up in the big smoke. It goes a little something like this. Oh, my name's Ryan Tubridy, and I work in RTE, and now we're talking to a microphone. I get paid an awful lot, whether you listen in or not, and each year I've watched my salary slowly grown. You say that times are hard, now I wouldn't go that far, drive loads and loads of cash to go around. And as everybody knows, when you work with Dee and Mud Rose, she makes it look like your salary is going down, but it won't go down. I often spend all day at home alone to count me pay, and sometimes I get more than I should. But no one seems to check as to how much I should get. I'm sure you'd do the same thing if you could. Ah, the public's going mad to see the life they wish they had. But the bosses in RTE are not bemused. They'll use your license fee to pay big bucks to the likes of me. And the members of the board seem to approve. They all approve. Oh, can ye not all see that I'm the king of RTE? I'm bigger now than ever Gabo was before. I'm worth every single cent, and I'm an awful noble gent. It's a pity you had to ditch the late, late show. Some fans they have cried, while others say that I have lied. But at work till they found out the other day. Now everyone will know all about the extra dough. No extra work, but loads of extra pay. Loads of extra pay. Tis not what I had planned, sure everything was grand, the thousands were known by just a few. And I watched Norton and the Beeb making twice as much as me, and his shows are shorter than mine too. Maybe I should go to the USA and start a show, a grudging nation leave behind. Oh, how can I live? Less than half a million quid. You've left me without a shilling to my name. You just don't care. You just don't care. No extra pay. No extra pay. Thank you very much. That's dedicated to an old friend of mine. I hope you can get through this. Stigar. Ah, yes, indeed, it sums up the whole scenario. Thinking in that one, I uh, just uh, I have a guitar, and you hear me strumming a guitar, but I don't play the guitar. It's only for visual effects rather than the guitar. I might learn how to play the guitar sometime. But it wasn't a uh, crazy situation. Whether you agreed with Ryan Tumbley, whether you agreed with Ryan or the RTE, DF Forbes, wherever, I had a bit of crack with it, you know. And he says, uh, 
And now we're ready to talk to a microphone. And like that's all we probably hear about him every morning. You know, he was an hour in the morning, nine to ten o'clock on RT1. But like I suppose there's an awful lot more work goes into it than that. His life is not on his own. But, and then the bosses in RT, they use your license fee to pay big bucks to the likes of me. And of course they do. And there's big bucks. And Joe Duffy gets big bucks. And Marie McCallaghan gets it. And Ray, Ray Darcy and, and you know, and Claire Bourne. They all get big bucks, you know. And that's the way it is. But it's probably changing Kevin Backhorse's in now and he's probably changing it around you know and he says now I'm the king of art he I'm, I'm bigger than ever Gabo was before you know I don't think anybody ever be as big as Gabo in fairness to Ryan Tuberty but he's got off to England now and I think this week or next week he's starting to show on Virgin or Radio or something but Chris Evans is there already so he's coming on after Chris Evans so look at um Maybe he won't be as scrutinised as pay, won't be as scrutinised over there because it's not licensed to pay their payers' money that's paying them. But they're suffering, aren't they? RT are suffering because an awful lot of people stop paying their licence fee. Did you? Did I? I don't know. Ah, look at Anyway, I'm sure it's a great service, RTE, and when it's not abused and done right, it's brilliant. You know, we can't do without. But moving on from all of that, then every year we have the lovely, lovely Rose of Tralee, don't we? You know, and it's changing the Rose of Tralee. It used to be, I think the age has changed. I think you can be married now or you can be a mother now, or you used to be allowed to be married. You used to be allowed to be, to be a mother. But I tell I took a different angle on it in this video, in this clip. It was a short one. And I says, uh, well... Maybe we should change, make another change. Have a listen to the change I wanted made. All right, hello anyway. I'm after watching the Rosa Tralee in the telly there and I want to complain about things. It's not fair. It should be opened up to men. It shouldn't be a women-only thing. Why is it only women? There can be male roses too, you know. It's just not fair. And what's the story with that Carla Rose? She was at it the whole time. She kept coming on the stage and changing her dresses and coming back pretending she was someone else, for God's sake. And again, it's not fair. New York won it. Well, look at the pick they have, for God's sake. There are millions of people, the girls between 18 and 29. And poor Grace Kempel there from Longford. She did us very proud now. But we have a very small pick in Longford. It shouldn't be allowed at all. I was going to enter it. And if I was going to enter it, my talent would be telling a poem. And my poem would go something like this. Um, I have a little poem. I hope it'll rhyme. It could have been longer, but I ran out of time. Do you know, wouldn't, that could win it, you know. Huh? I might enter it next year. Open it up to men. And New York, it's not fair. Split them in two or something, huh? Good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. Yeah, you heard it right. I wanted to allow men to be take part in the Rosentralee. Uh, <laughs> I don't agree with women only. It should be all, we're all gender equal now. Why not let men in the Rosentralee? Lord bless us, I don't think we'd be tuning in to see men in their, in their gooners, as the fella said. And the little poem, you know, I hope it rhymes. It didn't have much times. <laughs> but New York won it. I did know lady was called. She was Roisin Wiley, was her name. Grace Temple, of course, she represented Lamford, did a great job in my own county. But Roisin Wiley came out on top from New York and I talk about the pick they have is a bit like Dublin in the in the football a bigger pick than we have in Longford but we've more beautiful girls in Longford in fairness Grace might not want it but the year before we had a girl from Rosemont in the county West Mead or the up the road as well she won it so you know split New York in two allow many <laughs> we'll all be happy happy campers but I moved on then and again 
into September then the Late Late Show came back I was talking about Ryan Tuberty earlier on but then we had a new and it was big uh, talk and discussions who was going to take over from Tuberty and eventually it was announced that it was Patrick Keelty or Paddy Keelty was going to take over so we were all waiting in suspense to see is it going to be any different will Paddy Keelty have a different angle on the Late Late Show so I watched patiently the first episode or the first uh, whatever you call it first programme of the Late Late Show in September and when it was over, I gave my opinion on how I think it went. And this is it. Have a listen. Well, that's pretty disappointing, isn't it? After watching an hour and a half of that Late Late Show, now it's great to see Paddy Gildy and the man, but an hour and a half of the Late Late Show and not even a mention of Dermot Bannon. Never mind having him on as a guest. No Daniel O'Donnell either. Hey, what the hell is the world coming to? Huh? I don't know. I'm not watching that again. Unless Dermot Bannon's on next week, no, I'm not watching that rubbish again. No way. Ha! Indeed, that was my opinion on the first episode. I was disappointed I didn't see all the usual guests. Where was Dermot Bannon, Daniel O'Donnell? What were we used to? I think actually Patrick Keelty, who had he? He had Tommy Tiernan and he had Mary McAleese on the first one. I'm not sure who else, I just can't remember. But we're all so used to so many of the same guests week in, week out, whether it's Francis Brennan, whether it's Joanne McNally and Bo Williams, whether it's Jason Bourne, Pat Short, Nathan Carter, whoever. It just seems to be so repetitive. And it's hard for the late, late show to keep up its popularity because... By Jenny Mack, when you look at Graham Norton and the Beeb and what he's getting uh, in guests, you know, whereas he has Madonna, we have probably, uh, I don't know, Claudia Buckley. Or no offence to Claudia, she's a fantastic singer, but you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, we move swiftly, swiftly along into October. And as I mentioned earlier on, talking about turf, I talk an awful lot about turf. My first ever video uh, in, in September 2018 was on the hardships of turf because I was sitting there look, looking at turf and I just put up a video about turf. And over the years, I even have t-shirts now. I did a tour last year and it was called a, It's a Turf Life. I did 14 uh, shows around the country, <coughs> which was a great experience. Might not do it again, but I might. Who knows? Um, but this one is about turf. It was October. The turf were in the shed and the weather. Well, the weather, weather had changed a little bit. So... For October. So here was my problem in October, my turf. Have a listen to this one. All right, hello and how are you? So isn't that an unbelievable day? The sun is absolutely split the stones here. I'm in my t-shirt sleeves. It's the middle of October. I'm after hanging out a line of clothes. And it's just unbelievable. But it's all well and good. And they're complaining about global warming. Well, I'll tell you, there's one problem I have with global warming. I'm going to show you right now because it's, it's, it's a disgrace. I don't know where it's going to end. It's right in here. You look at it. Look at that, a shed full of turf that I had hardship, a lot of hardship to get out of the bog. My problem with global warming, when am I going to burn them babies? When am I going to, when am I going to set fire to them? When is the smoke going to start billowing out of my chimneys? I have two chimneys there and there's nothing coming out of them in the middle of October. Like, this is unprecedented. Like, the Greens complain about global warming, but they don't see the bloody issues with turf. You know, we can't burn them. We can't add to the problem because we can't burn the turf. Like it's a serious problem, Greens. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to compensate us for the lack of burning the turf? That's what we should look for, is compensation. But if it doesn't end, like, I can't keep hanging clothes out on the line in October. Please, send help, Greens. We need it. Get us back burning turf. Get rid of this hot weather. Ha! Good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck.
Oh, Jenny, Mac, what was I thinking? Looking to open for bad weather, for God's sake. But in October, the sun that day, the absolute sun. And if you see the video, clear blue skies behind me. I think it was in the 9th of October, which was really unusual for this time of year, that time of year. But the summer we had previous, we seem to forget the rain, that there was an awful bad summer this year. For God's sake, we had rain, rain, and constant rain. But... In my little different way of looking at things, I wanted compensation because the weather was good in October and I should usually be burning the turf in October, but this year it wasn't burning the turf, so I wanted a compensation. It was a little bit of irony there, I suppose, you know, and I'm sort of saying that all the years of us burning turf burning 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 up the atmosphere we've heated up the atmosphere and now we're up to temperatures that are higher than normal so we've no reason to burn the turf so in effect we're we're, we're adding to the the non-burning of turf by increasing the atmospheric uh, temperatures it means we don't have to burn as many fossil fuels so in a way all the years of <laughs> has helped the situation we've actually uh, by by damaging the atmosphere we've improved the the climate so now we don't have to burn turf so the greens should compensate us in fairness when are we going to get to burn those babies greens global warming we're responsible for it all it was just a different angle and all that god bless us when i think about it then i go into november another <clears throat> for anybody that knows me or listens to my my videos of that I'm a Man United supporter. I've always been a Man United supporter. I love watching Man United as well. Not so much now, but, uh, you know, I usually love that. And I get over to Old Trafford. Normally, I'll try to get over there once a year, if I can. Not always possible. But in November, things were not going so well. And indeed, I'm only looking at this week, things have not gone so well for Man United either. And probably won't for the next while. I don't know when I would change. But this day, I wanted to... Get a few things off my chest. As I lay in my bed, I had a few words with the camera. Poor Jimmy. Here we go. All right, hello and how are you? I know I haven't been posting much recently, but I just haven't been well in, in, in recent times. And I've been struggling a lot lately with issues that I have. No, look, at it. it's probably issues I've had all my life and I've managed to live with them and deal with them. I suppose it was six or seven when I developed symptoms first, you know, and... Most of the life, I I I've managed to cope with these symptoms and and overcome them and live a quite normal life. But in the last while, probably in the last ten years, things have have gone downhill for me. And I thought that it might help somebody else if I spoke out about these issues, you know. And maybe somebody else will feel that they're going through similar problems. But in the last last few weeks, it really has hit rock bottom altogether. Like a I'm struggling to get out of bed now on a daily basis and when they do uh, I've got a kiss paranoia you know I don't want to be seen in public I don't want to go out I, I won't go to the pub I won't go to matches I, I drop the kids and, and go I, I don't go to their games either because I think people are laughing at me and you know making fun because I, I, I've got a real case of of, of, of amyoitis is what has been diagnosed as but look at I'm going to try and push through it and you know I'm going to stick with Man United. It doesn't matter how bad I feel or how ill it makes me. I'm a United fan. And if it helps other United fans to get through this, we'll come back. We'll come through it. But for now, just lie low and say not. There's, there's no other way. <laughs> good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. Ah, yeah. It was a sad time. Lie low and say nothing. There's no other way. 
Now, I did that one in the, in the bed, and I have a whole water bottle with me, and a very sad look on it. I got an awful lot of flack for this one, an awful lot of flack online. People were very disappointed in me because for the first minute or so, they're thinking that I'm, 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 I'm opening up on some serious mental health issues that I suffer from. It wasn't like that, but if, if you don't know that my videos are mostly comedy at this stage, and I start off, Ara, hello, and how are you? I start off with that voice, and if I start off with that voice, and I'm not being serious, in fairness, you know, the symptoms when I was six and seven so look at it. everything can't be fun and light and happy and everything else you have to have a little bit of crack you can't be PC you can't be accommodating the walk brigade all the time for God's sake I was having a bit of crack about being depressed about Man United losing games you know that was my issue on the day it's not going to change my life or anything else you know I wasn't rock bottom I wasn't struggling to get out of bed I wasn't dropping the kids and going not talking to anybody it was a bit of crack please everybody MUITIS Man United-itis. It's not a real disease. It was a bit of a crack. And some of the videos people can take. And they give you hard abuse online, you know. What's your problem, lads? For God's sake. A bit of crack. We're still suffering. We're still losing to the likes of Nottingham Forest, for God's sake. Help us out. <laughs> anyway, look, I'm moving on from that. The next one was early December. And the guards were going through a change, you know, the guards are always going through a change and trying to develop and trying to, you know, uh, be improved all the time and, and, and come across as, as a more customer friendly, if you want to put it like that. So they were coming up, like they had changed their uniform to these lovely uniforms, casual wear rather than the more uh, formal wear that they were used to. And the ca you know, so again, they were looking for more ways. So how can we relate to the people? So this is a PR meeting at the Garda badge in the background on the green screen and I was there and again we were looking for ideas from the meeting how can we improve the guards relationship with the public and these are the ideas that were offered up and this is what they came up with here we go all right all right did you know it's nearly 11 o'clock it's about time we started look at today's meeting is going to be a quick one but it's it's how the Gardaí can appear more popular with the public and we're looking for ideas as to what we can do to to improve our our public uh, persona if you like has anybody any suggestions there y you there with your hand up what do you want to say what if we give every guard a taser <laughs> You want every guard to have a taser, is that right? Huh? You get it hard to charge your phones if remain charged tasers. And who's going to pay for electricity for these tasers? Enough of that whole crack, though. Anybody else? Yes? I think we should have more foot patrols in town. Foot patrols? Huh? Is that what you want? Yeah, you're the very lad that won't even walk down to the canteen to get a cup of coffee. You have to have it delivered. So forget about foot patrols. That's only ridiculous. Oh, anybody? Any sensible opinions? Yeah, go on. About more checkpoints. More checkpoints. Now, you know from when you're a young guard, checkpoints are only for overtime or if you haven't met your monthly targets, you have to get out and meet them. Now, come on, lads. We have to do better than this. Uh, go on, yes. Would gender balance happen? Never mind gender balance. Now, this is not a man versus woman thing at all. It's about popularity. Will you just get your thinking caps on, everybody? Come on, we haven't time. Sergeant. Go on. Here, what? What's that you're giving me? Hand it over here, hand it, hand it over here, hand it over here. What? What the hell is this? What? What the hell? What? What look at myself in that? Oh, by gee, any man! This is genius! This is going to do it! 
we'll never be as popular as we will be now with these baseball caps. Ah, uh, fair play to you. You deserve a pay raise, or, or, or maybe a week off, or maybe we'll put you on days. Ha! Oh, look at this. Brilliant. The yards are going to be popular. Ha <laughs> ha! So there you see it in that one that the, the guards are coming up with all sorts of ideas. One lad said a taser and he says he won't charge your phones and we can't play it for anybody. We're hardly going to go for tasers. Another lad won foot patrols and he said he wouldn't even walk to the canteen to get your cup of coffee. Talking about check by zero only for overtime if we haven't met your quarters. And then the visual at the end is actual a hat, a baseball hat. Remember they brought in the baseball hats and he's handed over the guard the baseball hat and he puts it on and he says, this is the one, this is the solution. We have found it now. For everybody who found the solution. Baseball hats, huh? Fair play to the guards. Only a bit of crack, and I always get good feedback from guards. In fairness to them, you know, they love the cracks, so they don't take it too serious. No, and neither should they. But the last one I'm going to deal with now is only a couple of weeks ago. And this year we lost a few music legends like Sinead O'Connor, we lost Christy Dignam and people like that. You know, every year it's, there's, there's you know, famous people who pass away who've given so much to the country, whether it's sport, whether it's religion, whether it's politics, music, whatever, arts and culture. But this late last this year, last year now, we lost Shane McGowan. You know, from the Pogues and Shane McGowan and a poet and a brilliant artist, but... I tuned into his funeral, which was in Nina there on a Friday, just before a couple of weeks and a week before Christmas. And it was a huge occasion with music, song and that. And I just came up with this video, which was maybe to be a bit of a demand now for Father Pat and for the church in Nina. And here's a phone call I made to the priest in Nina. Now, I must give that priest in Nina a ring. <coughs> <clears throat> Look, who could that be? Nina Parochial House, how can I help you? Uh, hello, and how are you, Father? No, looking, I'm just looking to book in a funeral concert or a funeral service there for, for that lovely church you have there in Nina. Oh, dear. But it should be no problem at all. Um, when were you hoping for the funeral to be held? Well... Would you have any availability on, on Friday afternoon in around half three or that? It seems just to be a suitable time for everyone. <laughs> and oh, oh, could we also book Father Pat to, to do the MC or to um, say Mass, please? Okay, I'll check the diary for that time and I will ask Father Pat if he is available. Now, can you give me some of the details of the deceased? Details of the what? The deceased? The person for whom you are booking the funeral? Oh, well, Father, we don't really have anybody. Not yet, anyway. Uh, but that could change now before Friday. I, I don't understand. Why are you booking a funeral if no one has passed? Ah, no, no, don't worry. We'll, we'll bring a coffin with us and, and we'll do the flowers ourselves. Sure, sure it'll look just like a normal funeral. And we'll even wear black if you want us, eh? Is this some sort of a joke? What do you think this is? Some sort of a hotel or a theatre, is it? Well, it's just I was watching I was watching the one on the telly there last week and I thought uh, I thought that was the perfect venue now for an old gig. You know, oh, the acoustics were perfect, the stage was perfect, you know, the, even the dance floor capacity of the of the venue was just brilliant. Like it, it just had everything like that we'd need. And one other thing now, Father, is there free parking in around there? The cheek. Hello? Hello? 
And our father, are you there? Ah, oh, well. And that would have been some crack, you know, huh? So there you have it. It was just such a wonderful funeral and it was just a take on wouldn't funerals be great if they were more relaxed and more about the person who has actually passed away. But then again, I got an awful lot of stick about this when people saying it was disrespecting the memory of Shane McGowan. It had nothing to do with Shane McGowan, nothing to do with disrespecting him. It was looking at how we uh, celebrate somebody who has died recently and maybe... And then people say, well, it's not, the church is not the place for it. The church is about the religious ceremony and it's about the, the you know, blessing or whatever happens in the, in the church. And that's not the place for that type of thing. But I thought it was wonderful. I didn't think it was disrespectful in the church. I wasn't being disrespectful to the memory of Shane McGowan. I remember a fantastic night back, I think it was 1997 or 98, we went to see him and the Popes in the point and we had the best night of our lives. So it wasn't any more disrespectful. If it was... Look it, you've taken it up wrong, but everybody has their own taken so many of my videos. So there's just a selection of 10 videos that I did throughout the year, and they're various different topics. There's loads, loads more online. All of my videos are free. You can look at them anytime you want, you can listen to them. And this podcast is free as well. So look at it's just something I want to do. It's it's a bit of crack. We're enjoying it. Spread the word, keep listening, subscribe, download, and I'll keep producing podcasts. I'm hoping to do one every week. I'm hoping to interview people. But for now, there's a selection of the Jimmy Jest 2023. Here's hoping for a fantastic 2024. Keep listening. And as the fella says, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Jimmy Jess Podcast. I've been Jimmy Connell, and I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe to my podcast and tune in for the next episode coming soon. Until then, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck.